0: Sunday evening today a, we are discussing the Philadelphia Union versus the Houston Dynamo match recap uh Dave we had ourselves a doozy last night as the Philadelphia Union the first place Philadelphia Union in the Eastern Conference kicked some ass a 6-0 victory over the Dynamo Dave good evening for one and how was uh how can you uh give us some reaction on last night's match
1: I mean obviously good evening to yourself as well I mean I mean listen I mean to win Games 6-0 and 7-0 in the same season is an incredible feat. But to do it two weeks apart is just sensational. It just shows the level, the how many levels this team has ramped up in this past month. I mean, listen, I think we were coming in off that uh, Columbus game at the, st- even at the start of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sh- We came off the Chicago loss. We came off that Columbus draw. We were like, this team still hasn't gone up that extra step or two that it needs to if they want to you know, stay at the top and compete for the um, – they compete for this mls championship and boy have they turned it up a peg or two since then. i mean seven a win over dc united they beat into Miami, beat new England they got a rocky win out of the way in orlando and they've just come straight back with a six no win last night and it was it was just a clinical display i don't think much really happened in the game the union had their chances they had the key chances they scored their key chances restricted Tucson so literally nothing the entire game and it was the hallmark of what a great team is, which is you take every chance you're presented, you take, and you just shut out the other team. And they did that exactly yesterday. They played with a winning mentality and a clean sheet mentality. And they, you know, they had, they successfully did both,
0: and they they took care of a team that they should have taken care of easily because union of old, especially last year with Casper Shabilko and Sergio Santos, you're seeing them beat these teams maybe by a goal. It's pretty chippy or they, you know, it's, it's not exactly a convincing win. We have seen convincing wins of this past month and a month and a half, right? About five weeks now. Um, It's almost this, like this fire has awoken from underneath them. And I honestly, I really think it was just getting through that month of May kind of going through the ups and downs of June, getting everybody acclimated again with with um, Michael Uwa, Gazdag, and Carranza on the same page. And now combined, the three of them have 27 goals, which is unheard of for any sort of union striker, you know, 10 duo. Uh, but they're, they're just performing at a high level and you can see the chemistry is building and they enjoy playing with each other. You yeah. can see how everybody has a camaraderie. Last year, we always had that chippiness with Jamiro and Kai Wagner and all this kind of, background noise but this year there is a much better vibe with this club it is it really seems like they want to play for each other as well as for Jim Curtin who again put together another master for masterful performance but before we get too far ahead of ourselves and before we bring on Chip Keggy Uh, A former AAT Sports member. I think I pronounced it correctly this time because he says like a keg of beer. So Chip Keggy. You see him on Monday nights with Chips and Drip with JD. Uh, It's a great show. I was actually on it this past Monday to talk about the game. Uh, So he'll be joining us because he went to Subaru Park for the very first time as as a fan. And Dave, he's beaten you to Subaru Park. (laughs) So I can't wait to hear (laughs) what Chip has to say about the game. Before I get too far ahead of myself, I'm going to read the sponsors off. Because, God, we have to get paid, of course, right? Manscaped. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at Manscaped.com. You get Odd Jam, the number one software platform for sportsbook bandits. They use an arbitrage calculator and more, so you never lose a bet again. Sign up today at OddsJam.com. Next up we have Statement Games. StatementGames.com is a fun new way to fancy sports entertainment. You can win gift cards and prizes and it's free to sign up at StatementGames.com. And our newer sponsor is Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant in Allentown, PA. They serve up Italian cuisine, including pizza, pasta, burger, sandwiches, and more available for pickup or delivery. Order today at VinnyPizzaPA.com. And of course, we have the AATSportsNetwork.com slash shop. You can buy all the cool gear, all the nice cups, mugs. You know, birthdays are right around the corner. Christmas is only four months away. You want to stock up on gifts? Check out the AATSportsNetwork.com shop for everything AAT Sports, AAT Birds, and of course, Across the Pitch. And that is our sponsors. Now, Dave, as we want to discuss the, the Union's 6-0 win, there's a lot of great things to mention. I'm going to bring up some comments real quick before I get to that. Uh, yeah. Daryl, thank you for getting us started here. I appreciate it. Currently watching the replay. Oh, look, he's watching the game right now. So we're discussing in the <laughs> background. I love it. I love to see that, uh, constant stuff. Yes, we obviously have to get that bread, of course. Um, a lot of things to highlight. I have a couple things that stood out to me, but what was your key te- uh, t- key takeaway, rather, excuse me, from last night's performance?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think it was just clinical finishing. I think at one point, the union had, had had five shots on target and scored all five of their shots on target. I mean, That's it's, amazing. It's unheard of. I think every single yeah. chance, key chance they had, they took. And I mean, sometimes you sort of see, obviously seen it in the past, not just with union games, but the opponents as well they played against, where the key decision perhaps hasn't gone their way. I mean, or like they've right. had the decision to overturn through VAR. Again, don't get me wrong. I think it was the correct decision to overturn the uh, the handball for the penalty because. Again, it came off the defenders. It deflected off the defenders' leg like, into his arm as he slid in to try and block the ball. So there's nothing he could really do about that. And, you yeah, know, sometimes you sort of see that momentum sort of fade away from a team if they're on top. The union stayed on top. Short memory. Left that. Kicked it out of their mind straight away. Went straight back on the offense on the offensive front and scored in a couple of minutes. It was a fantastic team goal. with was Sean McGlynn, are. Uh, Bedoya and Gazdag Goling cup, which is a fantastic sort of team goal to work the way out the pitch quickly.
0: So it's funny because you mentioned that like come you know getting back off a bad moment to have a good moment. We saw that also when in the DC United game. They had a chance to to get a penalty kick. You had a bit argument between Brujo and Carranza. Carranza yeah. then misses the penalty kick but it doesn't matter. Sure enough a couple seconds later he scores a beautiful goal from the right side of the box. It was the same thing we saw last night. You had the penalty kick I think it was the right call that they the VA, VAR got called. They overturned it. I agree with the, the head official, but a lot of teams would then be like, oh, that was our chance. We blew it. No, they went right back at it. I mean, they scored, what, three minutes later, four minutes later, at the if yeah. that. I mean, it, was, it was just an immediate reaction, which is incredible to see. Um, I think to your point with the finishing, the clinicalness, the offense is absolutely one of the key takeaways from last night. But I thought the unsung hero, Danny Higginbottom mentioned this unsung hero. I thought Leon Flock, in place of Jose Martinez at the six, was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he played exactly how we expected him to play. Now I was talking to um, Union Nate on Twitter, one of the, our fellow Twitter, um, you know, people we talked to on a, on a weekly basis. He mentioned there's a couple times he could have passed it more lateral rather than passing it back. I get that, but Leon Flock did not make a costly pass, which we we have seen Jose Martinez make. Yeah. Many times over his tenure as a Philadelphia Union uh, defensive midfielder, so I thought he played great, and I think him uh, as a prospect moving forward is very exciting in that position. If Jose ends up being transferred to Leeds yeah. um, in the future, what would your what were your thoughts on Leon Flock?
1: Come I mean just I think that I mean again, it was solid game, and as you always say, sort of centre backs and you know holding midfielder. The if their names aren't mentioned in the game at all, they're doing their job. They've had a good game, and again, Leon played. As you said very well yesterday, he did his job. He was the rock in front of that back to ensure that, you know, the full-backs were able to push up and do their job as he was able to provide cover. Um, it, again, it just further it furthers my agenda to play Jose Martinez further at the pitch at the eight. And yeah. I know, obviously, yep. there's all that discussion of what do we do if we lose Jose? And I know I think the union are signing um, a player from Europe, uh, Europe I believe. Uh, the name's gone from my head, but I know... Yeah, there, I know. I know you're talking room about was, it, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. There's
1: rumors that they're meant to be signing a player to sort of be, come in as a backup, but they've got the backup there already, and Leon Fluck. and being realistic, if Jose Martinez leaves, Kai Wagner's going to probably leave as well, so I can't see him sticking around that much. And depending on who the left-back you bring in is, you're going to need more firepower on that left-hand side to yeah, get out the pitch. Which, well, again,
0: I'm going to stop you right there, Dave, because my next point, the left side of the pitch... Jack McGlin, so we had we had been talking about how he is not as good defensively as he is offensively, right? And even the last time the press conference, he mentioned that the coaches have trying to push him in that direction. I want to shoot it back to you so you can finish your thought. Is Jack McGlin now that depth that we didn't think was a hundred percent there, but now we've seen over the past few weeks is ready to play at the next level?
1: Yeah, I think again. I mean, again, as you as you said, he's. He, out of all three, all, all four of the Union Under-20 players that came back from the CONCACAF Under-20 Championship, you could argue perhaps he was the one that played the most limited role for the USA and everyone was sort of... He was the one that was at least talked about. And he's the one, you know, that's come back. And somewhat with a point to prove it, really, I guess, maybe, you know, Paxson hasn't been as impactful. Quinn really only got his only meaningful minutes yes, uh, yesterday with the goal. And... Mm. You know, Jack McLean's come in, he played a great game last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago and again he played a very good game today but today, yesterday, sorry, and he, again, I mean, the free the free kick was a fantastic goal the pass down <laughs> so, the left yeah. the pass down the left, you know just to have the awareness to know that, yeah, okay McLean's going to have the pace to get on the end of that, and to put it into a post where McLean's going to get it, he even set up the uh, Quinn Sullivan goal as well, I think he had a very, very well-rounded game and I think obviously talking about unsung heroes just uh, I know obviously Ali Badoya is having incredibly, I think, after everyone written up right after having him off last year, got a of assists. He scored plenty he's scored multiple goals this year, he's got many, many assists. Even he's having the uh yeah, the career of you know the run of his career.
0: And you know what? if you want to stay on the right side real quick, Olivia Mbaizo comes in. And he's a new player. He looks more confident on the ball. He looks more confident even on the defensive end. And Jim Curtin has mentioned now the depth situation we have in place, which is a great problem to have. You can play Olivier when a team is more favorable to him in terms of him being an offensive presence compared to if you need more of a defensive-minded front, you put Nathan Harrell back there. You can say the same argument with Leon Flock and maybe now Jack McGlynn. How do you interchange the two? Do you give Jose some rest and let let McGlynn get some more minutes now on the left-hand side? There are so many options now depth-wise. And you're right, yeah. Jack. His first pass to Mika Ua over the left-hand side to initiate that first goal, phenomenal. He passes to um, to Quinn Sullivan to when he gets his goal. Great, you know, good vision, that kind of stuff. He just has the right reads at the right time. And for somebody who's 19 years old, to do that, and for Jim Curtin to say he is the best left-footed player we may ever have in club history, that's that's phenomenal. It's it, it's, it's, unbel- it's It's high praise. It's absolutely especially because yeah. you're comparing him to Harris Meduyan, who by yeah. far is the best left-footed uh, player we've ever had on this roster or on this in this franchise rather. So it was a lot of excitement. Um,
1: absolutely.
0: And ex- speaking of excitement, I know Chip was excited when he was at the game. So I'm going to bring Chip on real quick for his first ever union across the pitch debut. Here he comes. I, I had to
2: put on my, my union shirt that I bought specifically yesterday. So I, yes. could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: also,
2: I also got a hat, um, cause I wanted to fit so, in and then I, then I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> I saw you got fully unioned up. So I have to ask, I did. where did you, where did you get all your union gear from?
2: So we went to rally house, um, Cause I knew they would have all the kinds of stuff and they had a really good selection. And, you know, the wife and I both got shirts and hats and we wore them and fit right in.
0: (laughs) So that's how that went down. Yeah. You have to fit in. So, I mean, as you can see, the union faithful are very strong. They're very loud. They're very much they wear every, I mean, from head to toe, you have people covered in union gear. I even have union socks. Like, I mean, it's just a full throttle attire. I have to know. I want, I want to hear the full thing. How did you enjoy the tailgate, the good, the bad, things you were disappointed by, the things you thought you didn't, weren't going to enjoy but you loved even more than you realized? Tell me the whole Chip and Tila experience.
2: So I always say, like, out of I'm pretty knowledgeable about a lot of sports, but soccer is definitely not one that I know. I just – I don't. Um, I happen to be fortunate enough to – so, again, I work at a summer camp uh, over the summer when I'm teaching you know, teacher during the year, but I work in a summer came over the summer and we have a group of workers who are international. So they're from all over the place. So obviously soccer. And we were very fortunate that we were sitting near one of them who played semi-professional soccer in Poland. Um, I peppered him with so many questions. Uh, so now I am an expert. I understand that you only get five substitutions per game. I understand that the goalie, when he went down, that counted as a substitution. Um, and that that goalie can't come back in a lot like a pitcher in, you know, like baseball, like when you pull a pitcher, you can't do, like, I learned a lot. Um, I had learned what offsides was before that with like sugar packets and stuff like that. So when they <laughs> did have that, that, that shot on goal in the first half, and I'm like, he was offsides. like, he was definitely offsides. And then you see the little yellow flag come out. I was like, aha, I got one. I knew it. <laughs> I felt really good about that. Um, the tailgate was awesome. I mean, we didn't do like any of the Sons of Ben tailgate stuff. We kind of just tailgated in a parking lot and yeah. really um, tail- tailgated. Um, so then we walked into the game after it started Was like 735, maybe we walked into the game, um, got to our seats. There is not a bad seat in the place holy cow
0: yeah i know it's, it's a nice stadium it's beautiful <laughs>
2: yeah. and i think we were sitting under the scoreboard um mm-hmm. so we were uh, we were behind the houston goal to start and we could see you know the whole length of it so when the dude kicked the ball literally out of the park we, we saw that pretty clearly um <laughs> that was fun and i'm watching and i'm watching this game and i'm like oh my god this is so exciting and I'm watching, and they're scoring. And I'm like, all of a sudden, it's 3 nothing at half. It's, it's 6 nothing by the time the game. And I'm like, I thought soccer was a low-scoring game. <laughs> Clearly not last night. Clearly. Yeah. And I think the thing that I – one of the things that I like the most is being a Philadelphia fan in general. A lot of the time, Philadelphia teams play to the level of their opponents – So if it's a good team, they'll try to play up. If they're a bad team, they'll play down. At no point in this game last night was it ever even close because Houston was a really bad team, and the Union is clearly a very good team, and a very good team did to a bad team what a good team is supposed to do.
0: Exactly. and. Chip, we you have no idea. So I've been a Union fan since twenty twelve. They've been around since twenty ten, right? Mm-hmm. So majority of our existence as Union fans has been playing down, playing up, mm-hmm. not performing. You know, you know, failing to meet expectations. There is a saying amongst the Union fans called "That's so Union." Oh, that's so Union. Okay. They blew another lead. That's that has literally been ingrained in our brains for years. And to have what we have been seeing this past season is unprecedented. I mean, they've been good. They are really, really, really good now. Um, but yeah. please go ahead. What I mean, what else? Did, what did you feel about the game? Was there any parts of it you felt was kind of like boring at all? With the because there were at least twenty five minutes where there was no goals. It was just back and forth.
2: Well, see, but, well, not in the first half. The first half it was like <laughs> rapid fire. Um, yeah. I can tell you I guess I guess also being under the scoreboard, I couldn't see any replays and I was texting you and I was messaging you early on in the game. I felt like the one guy for Houston laid on top of the ball and they should have gotten the penalty kick and then they like took it away um I, I still don't like that was like directly in front of me, so I still don't necessarily you said that his foot went there first and then his hand fell on top, but I'm like, I mean it still seemed pretty uh. It, it, yeah. yeah, I was. I was definitely asking people around me. I'm like, wait a second, that's so that's essentially. A
0: if if the ball touches your hand, your hand has mm-hmm. to be in a position that is that is logical, I guess you could say. Maybe Dave, you can explain it better. That that is your hands unextended. Your hands either on your chest or it's incidental or it's obviously like you you're turning your you know hits your arm. Um, the argument that Danny, the one of the commentators, was making was that the fact that because he was sliding because he made contact with the ball first with his foot, his dragging arm wasn't exactly intentional. It was almost like an indirect
2: He laid on the ball. ball. He <laughs> laid on the ball.
0: I can <laughs> he tell you lay from on the where ball, I yeah. was,
1: he laid on the ball. Dave, uh, did you agree
0: with that call? The PTI
1: <laughs> I think I did, liberal. yeah. Because I, I remember for a long time when the VAR first came in, a lot of the, especially over in England the Premier League, a lot of the things where if it touches the arm, it's a penalty. You saw some of the most ridiculous things when out. A player was a yard away with his arm in it, hit his arm, and they give the penalty. It's sort like, well, he can't yeah. do anything about it. So I think they sort of made the definitive rules sort of like, okay, if it's in an unnatural position, it's a penalty. If it hits like, you, if you block the shot and it hits your knee and it goes up onto your arm, it's not a penalty because you can't do anything about it. And again, I think on first glance, I wasn't sure. Then I saw obviously he slid in, hit his leg, obviously bounced off his leg into his arms as it was going down. I don't know whether, of course, laying down on the floor would hit his arm as well. VAR didn't care about that, but I think uh, off the initial call, where obviously I think the penalty was given from yeah. leg into arm initially. I think yeah, it was a lot right call.
2: Well, and then they 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 took the kick away, and then it changed. I mean, probably within about two minutes of that, they yeah. scored the goal. So I think it was even that long. So in my opinion, you know, you know, the ball doesn't lie. Um, the, the ball doesn't lie, which is why the goal it went to the back of the net, and I think so. It seemed, at least this time, that it was a pretty easy game to follow this time because they were up by so much. I mean, it was just—it was never a question. Um, As I'm sitting there watching, I went, "Man, I do not think that there has been a single shot on goal for like that Houston kicked onto the Union." And I, because I pulled up the stats at the end, and it says, you know, eleven shots, but I think that's just like kicking it towards the goal. But it says that he had to stop the ball one time. Right. And like that's, you
0: know, was, that's absurd. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was like, I was, because remember last when I came on your show on Monday, I was like, Andre Blake, he is an elite goalie. He's like the Bernie Perron.
2: Didn't need you know, to be. You could put
0: me back there. <laughs> it was because even Jim, so Jim Curtin, the uh, the coach, said, you know, it's great how good our defense is because Blake doesn't have to do anything; he just has to stand there on a chair or sit down and relax while we just kind of defend in front of him. So, and then to give you some more insight, Chip, onto how well they're playing, they are fourth in the league in goals for; so, you know, they've scored mm-hmm. fourth most goals in the league, and they are first in least goals allowed. So not only they're scoring, they're also the best team on defense. Yeah. They've only allowed 15 goals all season. So they are games. really – yeah, in 23 games. They're very, very stout defensively. Um, and you got to see part of that on display last night. And I was uh, hoping that Andre Blake made one massive save in front of you because I know at that point he, you had s- switched to that he, side. He didn't have to. <laughs> he didn't. He
2: didn't have to. And that was like the crazy – and that was funny because I'm watching the – the the first string Houston goalie and he, I'm like okay well he he seems to be hurt he's laying down and that's still for me as a as a novice soccer fan the one thing about the game that I still I can't stand like you're laying on the ground screaming bloody murder and there's no one around you looking and you kind of like look around and you're like all right, cool now I'm fine but like and I get it. You know, you're running a lot. You could be cramping. You could be out of breath. You, I, I get all of those things. Mm-hmm. But damn, <laughs> get well, up. <laughs>
0: that, that's a good segue for one of the questions I have for you. So a lot of people in America, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Dave, you can kind of attest to this too. They view soccer as like a sissy sport. Like, oh, they're gentle. There's no contact in soccer. Did you, from now, seeing it in person in front of you? Do you, did you, do you think it is as physical as Americans say it is, or do you think it's actually more physical? Do you think there's a lot more contact than you expected?
2: So I think that there is about the – I've watched soccer in the past, so I know that there yeah. is contact. I still don't know where the contact ends and the acting begins, Fair. which is where, where I struggle because, so, I mean, there were times where they full-on ran into each other and they kind of bounced off and kept going. And then there were times where they like looked at him the wrong way and he toppled over and like held his leg for a minute and a half and they added that to the extra time. So, but it's the same in all sports, you know, baseball, you pull muscles, football, you know, you get hit too hard and you crawl back to the side. So it's all the same thing. I just think in soccer, because the clock doesn't stop, it gives you like a, oh, you're wasting time, like subconsciously in my mind. Um, and again, I'm not saying that you're not hurt. And I was asking, well, okay, well, if they use their five subs and then all of a sudden they get another guy hurt, you know, what do they do? It's like, well, you either play with 10 or that guy gets up and keeps playing. I'm like, I mean, that seems kind of dangerous to kind of do that. Like it's, I, yeah. I struggle with some of those nuances.
0: So, I mean, Dave, I have a question for you, but before I do, soccer is a unique sport because you can play down a man or two men right. for an entire match. Which is kind of weird. Like in hockey, obviously you have the power play, but that's only for two minutes, four minutes at the most. Right. You have teams playing with 10 men for like 75 minutes if it's like, you know, early red card. So it's pretty unique in that regard that you can go 11 on 10 for that long. And it's just not, you don't see that in other sports. But uh, Dave, to Chip's point, I don't watch really any other soccer league besides the MLS. Do you think the MLS is on, is, better at the the non-faking injuries or do you think they're up there with the other Diva Leagues that we see or the other international players? I know South Americans are kind of notorious for that, like over-dramatising of injuries. I mean, what are
1: your thoughts on the MLS? Yeah, I think there is definitely some more like, you know, more dramatics in the MLS than other leagues, I think, of course. But obviously, I watch like the lower leagues of of England, like Championship League 1, League 2. And, you know, that's more uh, English players and things such as that. So again, they're not perhaps as overdramatic with things. I think we've seen, I think we've seen Sergio Santos. We've seen Jose Martinez barely get touched and rolled around for a good two, three minutes trying to buy a foul. And, um, mm. But I mean, you saw some like stuff like, I mean, yesterday in the first game of the season, some guy broke his leg in the first 15 minutes of the season. Um, I was watching, I don't know if it was a game today or another game yesterday. Some like they went in for like a 50, 50 slide tackle and the guy's just literally gone studs in straight to his chest. <laughs> something like, that, like um, yeah, I think the game's obviously a lot different over here. But I think, yeah, some of the, some things are a lot more dramatic in the, uh, in the MLS, especially I think, again, it might be the South American, Central American influence. I think, but again, I think that also adds to the, you know, adds heat to things as well. Because, I mean, those players are a lot more physical. We see Jose loves to put in the big, vast challenge. And, yeah. you know, you see other players, I mean, again, again, I think he it has his pros and cons. I think, again, sometimes other theatrics... Do you, the theatrics what you want to see? No, but I think, again, it's a case of if it's on your team, you'd love it, especially if you're time-wasting. If it's against you, you hate it. And, um, yeah.
2: yeah. And, like, as, no, the game, and as the game goes on when you're you're up 6 nothing, and you're still doing that in the second half, like, I'm not sure what you're trying to accomplish. So is it a situation where, like, so in basketball, if you get a technical foul and you get too many technical fouls, you get suspended for a game. Is it the same way in soccer? Is it a match is a match? And then everything's washed after that.
0: No, you can actually so one of our one of our players that would have loved to have to have you see watch yesterday, his name is Jose Martinez. He was actually suspended for yesterday's match because he had gotten yellow cards in consecutive <laughs> in consecutive games. There you go. So it it does carry on. So there is like the, if you if you waste time if you do it does add up to the next game. So you do have to be careful. With yellow cards. Um, I would have loved for you to see Jose Martinez because he is the definition of Philly. Just this gritty, tough. He gets in anybody's face like he doesn't give a crap about anybody. So I wish you could have seen him play. But um, so there were
2: better yeah. players that I didn't see yesterday.
0: Jose Martinez. He hate-
2: still won six 0 nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. Jose Martinez is probably the best player at his position in the entire league, and he wasn't even in the game yesterday.
2: Houston was terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, they're not very good. Well, that's the thing. So the union, um, I mean, I guess you can kind of relate this with possession with football, right? In mm-hmm. in, in, in NFL, possession is so important for, right? for obvi- obvious reasons. The union are actually not very good at possession. Because they are so counter-based So they thrive on the counter-attack So they will allow you to play with the ball And then they'll just suffocate you Take the ball and make their a- attack Which is mm-hmm. really what their system is built around So they will oftentimes be at 40% possession Compared to 60% if not worse And they'll still win 2-0 or 2-1 Because they are able to make the most of their chances um, It's And and Houston had possession last night Again, they, they obviously won that percentage duel, duel And it didn't matter they could have held the ball for another extra 10%. And it would not have mattered. They were just getting their ass kicked the entire time. Um, it, it, was,
2: it was a slap down, and it was yeah. enjoyable to watch. But, oh, my God, it was not it, – it gave an air of, like, one of these teams is a professional team, and one of these teams is just happy to be on the field.
0: Right, right. Now, in terms of, like, the, like, the fans and just, like, the environment. So, I mean, I know maybe some people on here have never been to a game. You know, we're mm-hmm. trying to get more people to be first timers, join the bandwagon. What was the atmosphere like for you compared to other Philly teams? Because you I know are diehard and all the other sports. I mean, what what were your comparisons for that? So,
2: like I mentioned, first off, there's not a bad seat in the park. Like I'm looking around and I can clearly see things across the way. And I actually thought a soccer pitch was bigger. Um And I'm like, wow, I can see literally everything. It was cool. And so I asked my wife on the way home, I said, you know, how many seats does this place hold? And it's like 18,000. It was over 19,000 people at this game and every single person was into this game and you had the smoke and you had the singing and everybody was it, and everyone was talking and everyone was nice. It was a great game and the atmosphere was awesome. Traffic wasn't bad. I mean, we left a couple minutes before the end. I think we left around the 79-minute mark because it was such a blowout, and we're like, well, we want to beat traffic. We got right the hell out. There was no problem, whereas you do any of these other Philly sports, and you're going to sit in traffic for an hour, minimum. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you actually happen to see the fifth highest um, attendance record ever. In in the the team's regular season, they went like 19,000. What was it, Dave? 19,000, like 38 or some number like that. So it was a sold out show last night. It really was. And if if you go, if you do leave right as the game ends, you'll get a little bit of traffic, obviously. Sure. But I mean, for Jersey people like myself, you just do a quick U turn. You're on the Commodore Barry Bridge within a few minutes. For you, 95 is just a straight shot going. I think you take 95, right? To go north. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. So it's really a good location, which is why I like that it's not. In the city. It's off mm-hmm. on its own, own thing. Um, but now in terms of I guess like uh would you compare it to a Phillies playoff game and Eagles like environment, or is it just its own unique little I mean how would you compare the between the other sports?
2: So the the fan base that I saw yesterday is very passionate. Um but the union are definitely not as ingrained because they're not in the city, I mean they're not as ingrained in Philadelphia culture. So you mentioned a Phillies playoff game. There's nothing like it. An Eagles right. regular season game, there's nothing like it. I mean, these are things that sell out. Yeah. Now, a Phillies just regular game. Like we I went to a Phillies game on Wednesday of this week, and it was cool and it was camp day, but there was a lot of open seats. And it's a yeah. long game and it's a hot game and it's in the sun. And you know, we happen to be in the shade and it was great. Um, but there wasn't any big environment. You know, this was a regular season game, and the atmosphere was that of a playoff game with like a Phillies regular season game. It's not like that. It's like, Hey, here's game, you know, 96 of 162. (laughs) And you feel it. You feel
0: that. Yeah. 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 I mean, Dave, you see Dave follows a different club back in, back home in England. I mean, I'll share my experience as well with it, but what are your experiences going when you wake up in the morning for game day, which I know you had on Saturday for your club, what is the overall energy for even the first or third game of the
1: season? I mean, obviously it was the opening day, the uh football footballing calendar for um, like football clubs in England this weekend and again there's always excitement, the new seasons around. I mean yeah. again you get to see new signings. I mean it's good just to see your club back in action. I mean, we took one thousand almost one thousand two hundred to our game, away game nice. fans. I mean I was I mean, again, it wasn't the best result we lost, but I mean again it's always exciting and again as sort of Chip was mentioning there, like again, obviously with uh, like the Phillies and the Eagles, like a playoff game, it's a different atmosphere. But in, obviously not just the MLS, but in football as a general sport, every game means something. Every game you yeah. get that atmosphere. You don't need the playoff game or anything like that. It's just that atmosphere every single game. Because again, it's sort of, I don't know how to explain it. it is sort of like a tribal culture in the sense that everyone, right. when you're there, everyone is one. Everyone's supporting the team. You hate the opposition you're against and things such as that. Hate the referee, whatever. You want your team to win no matter what. matter how it goes i mean as we saw i mean chip if you were gonna if your first union games last week i don't think you would have ever watched a another game (laughs) against i think it was like one of the worst games i think i've ever seen but they got the job done i think once you get into the sport and you finally have a team that you love and support you don't care how you win i think sometimes you know you watch eagles games last year like the panthers game i think that was one of the games that probably sticks out the most because the Eagles were so bad for most of the game, and they just somehow mm-hmm. turned on right at the end and won the game. And I think that was that's one that sticks out in your, that'll stick out in your mind. I think that's the same with football. I think you could be so yeah. bad for ninety minutes, score, have the ball go in off your ass at the end, and win one 0 and it's sort of like the best feeling in the world to come away from a game where you didn't deserve to win or deserve to get a result. And they are the best feelings, even the draw. I know, like draw like, ties or drawing in America is so frowned upon. But in football, it's such a good feeling. We don't deserve it. We score a late goal to draw. Right. It's, it's incredible. I think we've seen it a couple of times in the union. It's just, uh, there's no other sport like football in the world. I think that is why it is carried around the world and so, so revered as it is.
0: Yeah. So it's it's funny because like, you're right. When you go to an away team, or an away game for, as a soccer fan, you are okay with drawing because that means you went into their fortress into their home base and you stole a point. You took a point away from them and said, okay, now I have a point. You have a point. You should have gotten three points. You didn't because you couldn't beat us at home. It's almost like a sense of pride. Like I was able to take something from you going away. But I think a great comparison chip was Eagles games. You know, you go to these mm-hmm. 16, you have 16 games. That's it. You have, these 16 games, and if you don't win them, you're not going to make the playoffs. That's how a right. soccer game is. The Eastern Conference is so tight overall, and it's every game matters, and it's every game is this big event. I mean, I I know you know that thousands of Union fans on Twitter, and it's they get up for these games like it is the last game they'll ever go to in their entire life, and it's just this tribal unified culture, which makes it fun, it makes it exciting to go to every single time I go to the game, even just just a cover for the um, for AAT Sports Network. I'm sitting in the press box with other media members who may not even care or whatever, but I'm excited to go there because it is a home feeling. You go there, you walk into Subaru Park, and you feel like you're at home. You feel like you belong there, which is the most yeah. important thing as a Union fan for me that I, that I, I can just appreciate every single time I go there. Um, but... Any other thoughts? I mean, what were your thoughts on the goals or any, anything else you'd like to share about your first experience duping with the, with the Union fans?
2: I mean, it was just, it was so impressive. Like, again, watching these guys run around for for 90 minutes, um, uh. you know, plus or minus a couple minutes. But uh, <laughs> <for> watching, <laughs> watching these guys run around for 90 minutes, kicking the ball, doing these things, you know, it's, it's there is contact. So for everyone who says, you know, well, it's a sissy sport, it, it's not. There is contact, you know. It requires skill, watching the goalie come up and, you know, booting the ball farther than, you know, half the players on the team. Like it's every single position has an important role. And it was funny. I was talking to my dad before the game because I was like, oh, I'm going to a union game. And he's like, you've never played soccer a day in your life. And I'm like, (laughs) I I know, but. I got $26 tickets and there's tailgating and we're going to have a good time. And I'm going to be, I'm like, soccer is the one with the black and white ball, right? No, not in MLS apparently. So fun, <laughs> fun fact there.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: glad I didn't go to the post-game conference. And that was my first question. Um, <laughs> but it was, and the stadium is beautiful. I mean, everything flows really well. Every It was just such a good experience between the game, the tailgate, the people, the stands, the fans, Everything was awesome, and it, it's definitely something that I would do again. And it's something that I would bring my kids to, which I don't necessarily know if I would do that with an Eagles game.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, Actually, last night was Kids Night, if you didn't notice. So they had I did kid notice kid that at halftime.
2: That's something that was weak. The halftime show was a little weak. I could have done with some yeah, more pizzazz. Yeah, but... a
0: little more. They, the halftime shows aren't great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so last <laughs> night pizzazz. was Kids Night. But it was funny because you met – so I know a, a few Union fans. Um, there's one in particular His name is Kyle. He has been in the Sons of Ben since he was like six, like a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the Sons of Ben and you get close to the cameras, you can see so many kids in there. And there's across the board from, from one end to the other, are children all over the stadium. So for them, it is the next generation of soccer fans. And right. in particular, the union, they they're, They have the, the, uh, the academy. So the academy is like a school and a training program put into one. So people like Paxton Aronson and Brendan Aronson, They have been in this program since they were like 10 years old, nine years old. And the coach has been coaching them since they were 10 years old, nine years old. And we picked those players from Medford, New Jersey, from Allentown, from Dover, from local things. So these players that you're watching, these young kids are local products too. Some of them are, not all of them, but some of them are local products. And what the union tried to do is say, hey, we're going to not only make it a family fun environment, we're going to try to show you that your children, can actually be part of this community and be part of this team and go on. And now one of our products, our Academy products is one of the best U S prospects in the whole world playing in the, in the premier league. So it's, it's all, it starts from the roots. Like you said, you're going to bring your kids. we well, so you have a minor kids, league
2: system even within the club, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, we have the, the, yeah, we have basically the, the, the minor league team, the second team. And then we have the Academy, who is the best Academy in, in the entire continent, yeah. I'd argue.
1: Um, it's a lot more the the union go obviously they have a a german uh, general manager sort of director of football and they they definitely go the more european route which is they don't care about the mls draft they just bin that off every single year they trade away picks they don't care they focus on like homegrown players going through the academy and i think that's the one thing where football is a lot different to the other american sports especially in the mls as well where the draft is a lot less important, and it's more about who you can bring in in the transfer window and who you can bring up for your academy, as opposed to, you know, saving up these draft picks, trading away other players, and giving away application right. money to get draft picks, yeah. because again, you you have the players in your books already. It's probably cheaper and a lot easier for you to do so.
0: Yeah, the draft is basically irrelevant for MLS for us because of the huh. academy and what we do. It's 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 kind of weird when you think about it, but. Only two of our players on our team right now, Elliot and Blake, are draft picks. Everybody else has been either picked from other countries or has been p- produced from our academy from when they were young kids, ten years old, eleven years old. So that's another fun thing about it. With, you said, the, the family environment, having that you know family environment from top to bottom with the with the children involved. Um, but I, the all, another thing you mentioned was the, the price of the ticket, Chip. 26 bucks, 30 bucks to get in there. I mean, yeah. How can you how can you beat that? You know, especially when Eagles games cost like hundreds of dollars.
2: Yeah, and and you know, you're up in the nosebleeds. I mean, I cannot stress enough the quality of the seats. I mean, my back was against this. Again, I was under the scoreboard, my back was against the I want to say the garage door wall. I mean <laughs> that's basically, that's that's basically what it was. It was a lovely siding. Um but I could see everything. I saw yeah literally everything. And as I'm looking around, I'm going, they're going to be able to see fine. They're going to be able to see fine. I can see the sons of Ben, you know, on, on the riverside, like you can see it all. I mean, it helps that our goalie was wearing bright orange shoes, um, which I thought was kind of funny considering Houston Dynamo had (laughs) orange jerseys. Um, But I mean, it was just, it was cool. It was a great overall experience.
0: I know, which I love to hear, man. I was worried. I was like, I hope they don't lose. I hope it's not like a 3-0 loss and he hates it. It's miserable the entire time. Because <laughs> that's what you're worried. You bring somebody to a new environment. Like, I have brought people who are just like you, non-soccer fans, and they're like, I-, I'm not, I, don't, I don't watch the sport. I'm like, just trust me. And they end up having a great time. Even if they lost, right. they had a great time. So it's it's one of those things where I just wanted you to have a good experience, which it looks like, obviously. Um, I did. did. Yeah, you did. Well, Dave, I didn't want, we didn't want to be too late tonight anyway. It's 39.30, so we'll wrap it up. Um, well, lastly, before we, we close the show, uh, I know we are covering next week's match, uh, Dave, against Cincinnati, right? I believe I'm com- covering this match? Yeah. Okay, great. I, um, so I'll be covering the match against Cincinnati. Uh, they will be traveling next week on Saturday. So for us, it'll be an away game. Uh, the Union have now won five straight games. They have seen products like Jack McGlynn, Leon Flock, step up and take a bigger role and we will probably record a show on Tuesday night as a pre-recorded, and then release it Friday night because me and Dave's schedules are freaking nuts and insane. Um, but Chip, thank you so much for joining us on Across the Pitch tonight. I appreciate Thanks for having it. Me, guys. I'll be watching your awesome. show tonight. Um, thank you. I'll be watching your show tomorrow night. I'm sure, as always. And uh, I'm gonna Dave, be talking uh, about this.
2: I'm gonna be talking about this for sure because I know JD, my co-host, is I am now more well-versed in soccer than he is. So I'm gonna be like, let me tell you my
0: thoughts. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Well, when I was on his show with Carm, they were talking about the game. I said, you guys have to come. like, Just come to the games. So now you now you have to be on my team and say, hey, listen, we got to drag you to a game and watch Deal. These, these-
2: We will fly him up from South Carolina where he lives now <laughs> to go to a <laughs> soccer game.
1: I mean, you can, go to, you can watch Charlotte. That's
0: it. You, you to go. go to Charlotte. Yeah, there you go. Take a road trip down to Charlotte. We'll watch it with him. No excuses for him. He's right in his backyard. <laughs>
2: I'm just looking at the standings Cincinnati sucks Charlotte sucks
0: yeah they're like middle they're playoff teams maybe-ish but yeah they're, they're, they're getting there they're okay I mean, I'm, I'm already too
2: into it guys I'm already too into it now I'm, now
1: I'm good <laughs> Cincinnati are like Union B at the moment I mean they've literally got a lot of like Union like, like cast castoffs offs and, yeah yeah. I'm they have like-
0: their assistant coach and they have their former director of, of like operations and they have like six of their players that have just been moved over to Cincinnati, so it's definitely a Union 2.0 out there. It's weak sauce. <laughs> it is a little bit, but all right, guys. Thank you all for joining us, Dave. As always, thank you for joining me tonight. And Chip, I'll I'll see you probably tomorrow. Show in the comments section. My man. <laughs> all right, let's go Union. Thank see ya. You.